This episode of With Love and Justice for All is brought to you by Bliss Books and Wine. Bliss Books and Wine is an independent black-owned bookstore for wine enthusiasts and book lovers. Listed as one of the black-owned bookstores in America that amplify the best in literature by OprahDaily.com, Bliss Books and Wine is your go-to for all your favorite titles, including ebooks and audiobooks. And when we buy from black-owned businesses, we are helping to create a world of racial equity. When ordering online, use the code 846BOOK for a 10% discount. That's 846-B-O-O-K for a 10% discount at blissbooksandwine.com. Through mindfulness practices focusing on anti-racism, we increase our emotional resilience, recognize our biases, and make real our common humanity. Join Project Sanctus every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern for Walking Each Other Home, a weekly guided meditation and embodied mindfulness practice on Zoom and Facebook. Let's walk together on the path of justice and racial healing with humility, kindness, and love. Learn more at ProjectSanctus.com. Exploring the healing and culture building practices of embodied anti-racism. This is With Love and Justice for All with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 34 of With Love and Justice for All. I am Reverend Ogan Holder with my partner in crime and consciousness and apparently COVID again, uh, <laughs> Reverend <laughs> Kelly. It's a, yes, Kelly has caught COVID again, and I really don't want to make light of this. I am not. Um, but it was it was last week on last week's episode. If you listened, uh, I mentioned that that I had I had COVID uh, last week or the week. Yeah. And was recovering from that. Still technically am. And um and she had had COVID twice before. And then since then, got COVID again. And here's here's what makes it, here's why I feel especially bad about you having COVID now, is that you got COVID at a conference, uh, the Unity Conference you mentioned oh. last week. Yeah. And you got it. And the reason you were there was because I gave you my registration because I was unable to attend because I had COVID. Right. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's start there. It's all your fault. I am I'm sorry. That's what you get that. for being generous. See? That is that is like, you know, was that no good deed goes unpunished? Unfortunately, you're yeah. the one being punished yeah. by my good deed. So I don't know if that quite holds up. But anyways, uh it is uh, the third time. So I'm saying, okay, third time's a charm, or is it three strikes you're out? Or I don't know. I don't know. But it's if crazy. you hear if you hear a lot of throat clearing during this episode. This is why, because I still got a little throat tickle. You, you, you were hacking or up a lot of drop, ago. knocking around my teeth. Yeah, and he, you know, sucking sounds, stuff like that. Like <laughs> that's all, all that peripheral stuff. Which, yeah, I probably will not edit out because just because. Um, yeah, yeah, we, we we're keeping this real. So, anyways, um, welcome, welcome to the to the podcast. Uh, if you are listening for the first time or you are returning we're grateful that you are listening um you can join us on in this conversation um we we if you're listening on one of the the places we put this up spotify google or apple Podcasts, on podbean um we we stream the recording live on on facebook generally tuesdays around three ish around there um and (laughs) It's a little flexible. He's starting a little late we, today. We have the we ish. The word ish, ish is, three a, ish. is a good part three, of our vocabulary. Yeah, three three ish. But but we are here having conversations around embodied anti-racism, dismantling oppression, um, the spiritual challenges, sorry, the challenges that arise, um, particular maybe to spiritual seekers and spiritual communities. Uh, we're not limiting our conversations to that, but that's where we are. And again, if you want to jump in, you can watch this live, comment on the video stream in Facebook or anytime on Facebook, Instagram, our handle is at Get Our Holy On. You can email us, Ogan or Kelly at projectsanctus.com and visit our website projectsanctus.com to see all the uh, services and amazing things that we 
have and we have and we offer. Uh, so today we're doing like uh, a little bit of a Juneteenth follow up. We mentioned Juneteenth a little bit last week uh, as we did a Pride episode. Um, this week we're going to follow up a little bit uh, on that and we can also talk some love and some liberation. And also um, we talk a little bit about white masking and how there's still some white folk out there who believe that either A, uh, white supremacy is not an issue in some parts of the country, and or B, uh, because we keep talking about white supremacy issues, that we are actually the ones perpetuating the problem. Basically, if we stop talking about it, it stop existing. So we can talk about all of that uh, uh, today as well. Uh, but real briefly, again, I didn't, I, I think I asked, but I didn't give you the chance to respond. How are you feeling? And yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. I actually feel worse today than yesterday. But the fact that I'm here and, you know, ready and willing. There are people uh, that are feeling that are a whole lot more sick than I am. So I'm definitely grateful about that. Um so I don't know if, yeah, you may, you may find me muting, you know, watch the little microphone thing. If sure. I mute all of a sudden, just keep talking. <laughs> there you go. And what's the other, and what's the other really sad irony about this is that um, I'm in the same city that you are right now. I'm, I know. I'm here in Kansas city and, and I can't see you because, yep. because even though like, you know, I had COVID was it last week, week before last, you know, and there's natural immunity, and all of that, I'm just like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Let's, I should rather play it safe than sorry. How long does my natural immunity last? There are a couple of Omicron strains running around. Is my, well, did I get the same no strain you knowing. got? And I have no yes, way of knowing. Of knowing what that immunity is. Right. Especially exactly. what they found is the milder the case, the less your immunity has built. Exactly. So. And exactly. And I, and I had two tough days and then I was practically yeah. done. So. Right. So, yeah, so I'll have to come back again when there's not been a super spreader conference. And uh, okay. don't even get me started. <clears throat> oh, my God. You're listening, you can't tell, but I'm smiling as I say, oh. don't get me started. Don't make then, me laugh. Of course, you laugh and you cough. It hurts yeah. when I laugh. Crime, partners in crime, consciousness, and COVID. There you go. Uh, so I, yes, I said I'm in Kansas City now. This past weekend, I was in Minneapolis doing a little bit of a Midwest Midwest uh, friends tour. And on, on Sunday, I went out and enjoyed me some Black Joy because it was Juneteenth. Um, we, I was with my friend, uh, Tony. He's, he is a, he's a white bodied individual. Um, but, um, we, we are, we are firmly entrenched in a bromance for life. Um, and it's wonderful. And he's a, he's a, he's a poet and a very talented guy, but mm. it, it was a heat wave was dependent, was, was descending on Minneapolis and mm. Sunday rolled around and he's like, man, I don't know if I can go and do this. And I was like, listen, I, I need to get me some black joy today. So either you come with me or you stay home either way. I'm, I'm going out. And again, heat wave while there's a, a, a set, I guess, temperature range that that is what they feel that it is we all experience it differently so mm-hmm. um it hadn't quite hit yet it was basically high 80s like 89 90 it wasn't mm-hmm. that bad um, yeah it was triple digits when i by the time i left yeah um and stuff but anyways um so we went out to i i randomly picked one of like a dozen uh festivals and events going on um it was it was um, it was great live music. We got we got black people, uh, uh, small businesses having their setups. We had some we had some food trucks. It was good. Um, we're dancing, hanging, uh, hanging out to, you know, enjoying the music, sampling the foods and all that. And all of a sudden, like. Ilhan Omar just pulls up like it's just like nothing. She just like rolls into the place. And it was hilarious because, you know, I'm standing there starstruck and I guess this is her district. I'm not exactly sure mm. where her districts are, but nobody else seems phased by it. Like, you know, and and I will I'll, I'll say at the festival, interestingly enough, I'd say there may have been as many white bodies as there were bodies of culture. Um, you know, mm. granted, it's Minneapolis. <laughs> 
Yeah. So there's that. And and the location that we went to, this was in the neighborhood, not where George Floyd was murdered, but I don't know if you remember, like a couple of days later, um, there was there was a massive um, like riot, like a target was was burned down or yes. attacked uh, yes. because of the police station. There was a police station in the neighborhood and rioters were attacking the police station and burnt down and, and there was fires. And so it was in that neighborhood. Um, so there was still still like remnants and signs of the riots. There was a rebuilding is happening and. Uh, stuff like that so um so yeah so she was there uh she rolled up i you know introduced myself we had a fun little conversation took a picture i told her i was um you know i admire her work and what she stands for and i and i pointedly said uh made reference to um if i remember a few days a few weeks months back there was that video of um shot on an airplane where there was a group of uh i don't know missionaries maybe christian oh, folk, yeah, and the pastor the broke out yeah. yeah broke out his guitar and started singing it was a whole thing and she she posted you know hey if this was a group of you know muslim folk doing this how how wonder what america's reaction would be yep sort of deal so i pointed to i, I made reference to that and she goes and and she goes, yeah, I was just asking a question and everybody lost their mind. I wasn't I wasn't making any points about anything. And I said, all right, let's not play that. You was just asking a question game. Right, right, right. <laughs> you was you was making some sound points. If I that, can't get away with it, she can't. Yeah, get away in that with it. in that question. So so I'm like, and she cracked up. She lost it. She was laughing. I was like, we we all know what was what we were doing and what you were doing was brilliant. And I. I support it. And I'm like, that is Tucker Carlson's whole scheme, right? He's just sitting there just asking questions. I'm like, then right. we, we should be asking some questions too. Yep. Right. So it was, yeah. it was great. And then, uh, so we did that, got some food and then went to see some jazz at a, at a restaurant slash nightclub. And that was a powerful experience. Um, um, the, the main artist was an amazing woman with the name of Ginger Commodore. So if you've never heard of her, look her up um and she, you know bands and backup singers and they, they they covered they covered like a representative gamut of black music we were singing some spirituals and yeah they had to sing some spirituals with them um we were you know we were doing uh some roy ears in the sunshine we were doing like uh, uh what else were we doing uh what's the oh my god name recall from porgy and bess um summertime Oh, okay. Yeah, summertime and living is easy. Yeah, so we can you know, use some of that. We we're in Minneapolis, so you know, did a, f- a few Prince tunes as well. Um, so it was beautiful. So it was, it was like sat there and for I don't know, good two hours just in straight of infused with you know, it was it was a nice it was a nice afternoon of, of black joy and celebration. Um, and um, yeah, you know when you when you if you read. Uh, the history of Juneteenth and their celebrations and festivities. That's how it started. Like what you described. (laughs) Um, That's really how it was where, um, you know, masses of people came together and um, there were some foods that were specific um, culturally. So barbecue um, was Mm -hmm. one of them and it barbecue food really became, you know, was traditional and really became the center point. Had had some, had some of that on Sunday. Yeah. So, but, but really the, um, you know, as you're describing it, I can, you know, I, I, I can imagine, or I kind of get a felt sense of, you know, the sounds and the aromas and the energy and just the spirit of, you know, what Juneteenth is, is about the spirit of the ancestors and the, that it's for everyone. The Juneteenth is, it is an, it's independence, you know, freed African-Americans, you know, enslaved, enslaved people, you know, freedom, that's a celebration. And also what I hear from, from black leaders is that it's also a, um, it's a man, you know, liberation for, for all. Yes. Yeah. So, so, um, I mean, we're not, we're not going to spend a lot of time right now, like breaking down what Juneteenth is. If you, if you don't know by now, I can't imagine why not. I can't help you. (laughs) Go, go look it up. Go, go research what it is again. Juneteenth.com. There you go. There you go. In, in, uh, and in a nutshell, you know, the emancipation proclamation, um, issued by, uh, president 
Abraham Lincoln was like in 1863 and it still took a f- full two years, um, two and a half years. Um, for yeah, two and a half years um, for for the um, still enslaved uh, black people in in Galveston, Texas to, yeah. to like get the news or rather for their freedom to be um, to be militarily supported by Union troops. Yeah. Um, so, so, and, and, and that was June, uh, June 19th, 1865. And that is, is when, um, you know, uh, African-Americans in America really look at that date as the yeah. date of, of true liberation and, and, and the fight to make Juneteenth a holiday that have natural federal holidays, like, I don't know, 10, 12 years old. I've been working on this for a while. Um, and yet there are still some t- states so it's a federal holiday and there are many states that are still not observing it. And I heard like, ugh, you know, some of the excuses, uh, we can't afford it um, or it's not popular enough. For we already to, have an independence day. We already have an independence day. Yeah. Mm. I'm just like, mm. it's, no, it's, I, I, I didn't, wasn't wanting us to go off you know, deep into the Juneteenth, I just, um, as a, you know, about liberation, right? Truly about, you know, and and if you go, you know, research it and look at it, you start to get the seeds of, of. um, Right. So I mean, I, I, I mentioned it to, to Ace to, to specifically say that, yes, it, it, it is a, it is an observance of liberation. All right. And, 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 so what do we what do we mean by liberation? What is what when 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 you hear the word liberation? What is what does it mean? What does it mean for you? What is well and and, and follow up and follow up. I'll just ask him now and give you a while to talk because I I need to cough and get a cough drop. Um, <laughs> uh, how 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 do you embody it? How should we embody it? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's. Um... So liberation is, is, I'm not sure if I'll be able to make this clear, but liberation for me is different than freedom. Um, So liberation is really, is the act of setting, you know, me free, you know, my own liberation, setting another free, Um, you know, the release of the oppression which so freedom is kind of a thing that you get. Liberation is the activity that brings it about. Um, and liberation is, uh, I think, is hard won. Um, I'm, I, for me, liberation is that, um, that release of oppression. And I, I think that uh, to have, um, you know, if, if we talk about, uh, liberation in, in our culture, you know, a liberated society, uh, it, it isn't until, until we each are liberated. So we each have our own, you know, <coughs> individual work to do as well as the collective. Um, yeah. There's a, a really um, good, um, um, it's actually about love, but it's, it's liberation is, Um, This Australian Aboriginal elder, Lila Watson, she says, if you have come to help me, you're wasting your time. But if you have come because your liberation is bound up with mine, then let us work together. Well, it's and you said you said it's about it's about love. But love is love is the 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 fuel under liberation. Love love is what liberation is is built on, Um, um, especially beginning with our own our own self-liberation our own self-decolonization is an act of self-love i would say it's probably the 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 ultimate act of self-love you know i was just as soon as he said that i thought in my head i kind of went it's the quintessential love yeah Yeah. um i don't think i'd thought of it that way before but but it is and and also i mean maybe helpful or not in my own journey but it supports you know what i believe that that love is messy. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, and it's not, love is not this, you know, love doesn't make everything feel good. Right. Right. Um, but it is the foundation on which, which we stand 
for liberation in order to, you know, to be liberatory. Yes. And, 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 and one of the things we have to realize is, um, at be it, it being an act of self-love, that means that um, on some level, all of us are suffering from oppression, right? Yes. And 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 some of us, for some of us, it's it's obvious what those things are, but for some of us, it's it's very internalized, and we don't know. And and you know, as as with the theme of what we always talk about, which is dismantling white supremacy, a lot of a lot of those white supremacy norms are so internalized that they they are they are holding us in in prison cells of our of of our own making, conscious and unconscious, and we sort of don't realize uh, right. that that they are. And it is challenging and messy work to go in, figure out where those cells are, find the keys to unlock, and then be willing to walk out and then and then be willing to do the work to help liberate others yeah well that's the part where i think is can oftentimes be the the most difficult part because we still largely operate i don't know everybody i say we but uh, you know largely our culture really operates on this is a zero-sum game yes um because there's just there's so much we're socialized born raised and socialized largely unconsciously about you know that that with oppression whether i'm the oppressor or being oppressed but that it's there and it's normal but there's it's not necessarily a conscious thing it isn't and let's be clear both the uh, the oppressor and the oppressed are imprisoned at some level, right? Because yes. because because what it what it takes to, to maintain a system of oppression um, hurts both the oppressor and the oppressed, and the, the the wounds and the pains to the oppressed are. I would I will I will go down an, on an easy firm limb and say are are much more uh, much more obvious, uh, much more uh, again systemic. Um, they, they, they hurt more, they, they oppress more, if, if you put it that way. Um, but, but what it takes in order for an oppressor to maintain that system also takes away from the humanity of who they are. Yes. And, and it prevents the creation of, a, of an equitable system and culture that will benefit everyone including them yeah right so so i mean when we when we talk about when we talk about like racial equity and and, you know back to that zero-sum game a lot of times what um, um opponents of racial equity which i think which i think is becoming my new catchphrase for instead of calling you a racist you're an opponent of racial equity Again, I don't know if that's a if that's a nod to white comfort, but perhaps it's also a nod to to really hearing what's happening yeah. uh, by that. But um, um, we the, the, again, there's that idea that in order to achieve racial equity, what we're trying to say is that we want to put um, blackness above whiteness, and that's that's not what's the goal. Yeah. Right, that's not the goal. Currently, the hierarchy is whiteness is above, yeah. and 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 racial equity is um, a let's level the playing field, and then perhaps in true liberation, how about we remove all these qualifiers to be you know to to yeah. to, to begin with, um, sort of deal. So, well, that's one of the. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was I was I was done. Actually, you were kind of um, hey, if you take a breath, I'm going to jump in. <clears throat> Do it. Um, it, that was one of the challenges that I was bumping up against last week at this conference was the, um, um, you know, talking about, you know, white privilege, talking about race, you know, and racism is, you know, so we're talking about these, you know, elements of our social identity that, that where we're different. And 
there, you know, a, a byproduct of that can and has been, um, you're making us different. I thought we were trying to come together here, you know, and, um, and the, 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 this is where the intent impact and the both and mm-hmm. I think comes really important that it's not an either or that, that yes, it's like, I, I have to understand in order to know where I am, I have to know my history, our history. Right. And that's how I can know where we are. So I know where we're going or where I want to be, you know, I don't know necessarily outcomes, but be part of a liberation but there is the um, um, I, I understand the the impact of well you're making us into different groups so you're separating us so now you're you're actually amplifying racism and I thought racism wasn't a real thing and you know it just it it gets it it I I can see how it gets confusing and I can I can see I don't necessarily agree I'm just saying I can see how people find it well you keep labeling me and divisive and that being said i like your term of opposed to racial equity because it might be a way for someone to be able to hear Mm -hmm. why it's important we know our our identities yeah i am i am i I don't know that i can see why it's confusing but i'll go with it Uh, well, let me add, let me put the qualifier as a white body. Okay, there we go. All right. That makes when, sense. When I, when I'm, ta- right. So uh, that was, let me add more. Mm-hmm. I think, I, I think the words in my head have come out of my mouth and then I discover not so much. So at this conference last week, which largely white bodies, um, you know, it's um, finding, you know, watching people because there were multiple workshops around diversity, equity, and inclusion and finding and watching ways to make things more comfortable when talking about race, you know, having conversations or listening to, you know, the perspectives of, well, this just divides us more and, um, you know, kind of thing when you keep labeling. And uh, uh, so it was, so I will, you know, the qualifier of most, white bodies that uh, that I know Mm -hmm. I'm in conversation with either came from that place still learning it um and it's the it's then that also that that you keep lumping more and more um onto white people you know because we're the ones that have to you know fix it all I mean it's this never-ending domino thing that really is becomes a function of me as a white body being unwilling or unable to have a position of humility. Mm. Mm. Okay. Say, say a little bit more about that last part. Well, if, if I have a, you know, for me to be in a position of, I need to be in a position of humility. That's meaning I, I have a lived experience. You have a lived experience. They're very different. I need to close my mouth and hear your lived experience and validate it. Without and, and me, yes, and believe it, and believe it, yes, without me having to. And now here's mine. That one of my one of the phrases that makes me the craziest is, "Well, my truth is." Ah! <laughs> it's a response. It's a it's a conversation stopper. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's I'm not I'm not in a place of humility humility where I'm willing to just I'm uncomfortable. I'm feeling defensive. What about me? What about my lived experience? Why is this? Like all of these questions that come up um, when you're in a position of social privilege. Yes. And yes. and you don't know it. And why are you picking on me now? Not and just why, don't, you know, not just don't know it, but don't want to believe it. Right. And back to your point of not understanding it, um, you know, again, that that confusion between white privilege and classism and and all that stuff like like going you know i had i i had a white the white the common claim of many white bodies i had a struggle and work for everything and nobody handed me anything and yada 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 yes. where was where was my privilege again the tragic right. misunderstanding of what what white privilege means um but then but then to to also again back to what we're talking about liberation the 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 and I love when you said the distinction between liberation and freedom, 
and and re- and and that humility piece are are we are, are we humble enough um especially white bodies are you humble enough to realize that that you are you are also you are you are both the oppressor and the oppressed right right um and and most people like in a weird way, especially white bodies. White bodies love to feel they're also oppressed and not also claim the mantle of oppressor, right? Yeah, I'm a good person. What do you mean I'm an oppressor? Exactly, exactly. And one of the one of the things that, that sometimes happens to black bodies is that, yes, we will take on the mantle of oppressed, no problem there, um, but also... Um, is sometimes not willing to to see our own our own complicitness in maintaining the system mm-hmm. um and and adjusting to whiteness and um you know so so and and this could look a lot of different ways which is conforming to conforming to the standards and norms of whiteness like you know in you know in, in our workplace uh, you know, we as a black body and we go to work in a space that, that has lots of white bodies in it or predominantly white bodies. And we do the code switching thing where all of a sudden we we speak, quote unquote, more white and 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 hide who we are uh, or tone down rather um, who we the, 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 the full black joy of who we are in order to fit in and not be threatening. Um, you know, I, I had an experience of that last week. Uh, I was um, walking down the hallway through kind of through the restaurant area in the hotel. And there was a table that had probably there were six, um, five or six black women, all ministers. I know them all. Some of them, you know, more than others, love them all. Wonderful leaders. Um, And I found, and I had just seen them out of the, my peripheral vision. I wasn't, I wasn't looking for them. I was just sort of on my own mission, but I realized as I approached, they stopped talking and it got, mm. it got much quieter. And, you know, I don't know why they got, why I don't, it's not like, oh my God, they're talking about me. They got to be quiet. It, I just noticed the shift. Well, they might've been, you are pretty popular. They might've been. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and- I, I caused a lot of trouble. Good. I'm good. I'm good topic for discussion. There you exactly, 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 exactly. So one, one never knows. Um, but yes, right. but but again, again, you're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right about that. And you know, I'm I'm gonna make up a whole story around. Uh, you know, they sit in having a discussion about racial inequity, about the struggles of being a black clergy in a predominantly white denomination and, you know, white, white, white bodied Kelly rolls up to the table. Right. So, so yeah, it's a, it's the, that's a, that's a real thing. That that, that is a real thing. I just, I I just happened to notice it. It was, I just happen to notice the shift in energy. That's all. Like not not a blame. Shame. I mean, they're nothing. Right. Um, but I, I, it's not certainly not the first time or the last time I'll notice. And and we've talked about this before. We've talked about this on on yeah. the podcast, I'm sure. And I know we've talked about it in in some of our group sessions. Uh, you know, white white bodies not really understanding the I don't want to say power and or influence, but the impact that they have when they enter a space. Right because of the conditioning of white supremacy right. um, as, as well. And that, and that for us black bodies, it, it, it shifts, it shifts the energy dynamic um, yeah. in, in the room right away. And it's not about us surrendering our power. It's about knowing that white bodies have this tendency consciously and unconsciously to want to police the space and dictate what's being said and what's yeah. happening um, and even play the victim card of like, oh, great, black bodies are here. Help me figure this out, uh, sort of deal. So, so, yeah, it's it's a it's, it's a real thing. Um, one of my one of my favorite ahead. teachers of um, uh, of liberation is um, Reverend Angel Kyoto Williams. Mm, you know, that the book study we did, the um, Radical Dharma, um, but she she talks about liberation all the time, and um, she says that, you know, she doesn't 
we get stuck in the notion of white privilege or dominant privilege as if marginalized people want what the people with privilege have. Um, yeah. 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 And that's, and that's, that's so, that's so good. And that's, that's one of the misconceptions, right. And, and one of the ways the narrative is spun to help maintain the supremacy and the, and the, and the, discriminations they are coming to get you and what you have they're coming to take what you have worked hard to earn you know yeah those folks on welfare just picking up a check for doing nothing and right. you know so so that's 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 how that narrative is, is 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 spun and and perpetuates and then are you humble enough back to humility humble enough as a white body to ask yourself hmm in what ways have I internalized that message, right? In what ways have I un- do I unconsciously uh, see and view others? I was reading. I was reading. Uh, I was reading an article today um, about um, a, a woman. She's she's black, and she was working for this organization that um, their clientele was prime, like ninety percent uh, black youth. The leadership was primarily white, and she noticed <clears throat> that that the folks that they were hiring at all levels were almost all exclusively white. And she mm. brought it up with one of her white supervisors and said, "Hmm, I'm noticing that we are basically just hiring white people. Here's what we can do to maybe increase the the diversity of our of our hiring pool who we're hiring." And one of their supervisors, who was uh, basically quote unquote not racist, says. Yes, but if we try to hire black people, they probably wouldn't pass the background check. Oh, yeah, exactly. Right. So, so where those, where those, um, how have we internalized so many of the stereotypes um, that that influence again, consciously or unconsciously, what what we do? And yeah, I probably shouldn't yeah. tell you about people checking in the registration table. Oh no, do, hey. <laughs> Don't ever start a sentence with "I probably shouldn't tell you" because you because you know because it means I should probably tell you. I am not going to rest till I find out. So, well, so what, to, what happened? To see the, well, to see the difference in when a a white person comes up and needs help with something, I lost this or whatever, and the person at the registration table is, oh, okay, we'll just print you know, you know, like that, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then you know, a person of a body of culture you know, a black person or, you know, Latinx or anyway, comes up same scenario, but a very different set of questions. Oh, hmm. yep. fascinating. Yep. Love and unity for all color, color me, color me shocked. One of my, listen, one of my, actually um, one of my most memorable instances uh, of, of uh, how, do, how, do, how do I put this? Um, it wasn't an over. I'll just I'll just describe and then we can figure it out later. Uh, this is this is when uh, you know, um, Jennifer was still alive. We are we are at a conference. I've told the story before. Um, we we had agreed to meet at a certain place in like you know where uh, what do you call it that area where you have uh, uh, exhibits and booths and people are oh, you know hawking yeah. their wares and stuff. Um, we we'd agree to meet at a certain time at. A certain table so um so i believe i was running late was i the one that was late yes i was the one i was the one that was late it was a few minutes late and i got to the table and she wasn't there so first i thought maybe she's running late to i wait so i was waiting and um i looked to the man at the table and he was an older white gentleman and i said to him um and by the way should preface that jennifer was white um and i said to him hey i was supposed to meet my wife here um did you see anyone hang around waiting um he goes no i didn't and i said well um are you sure because you know usually she's very punctual and 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 you know i was running a few minutes late are you sure there wasn't anyone who was like waiting to hear from me he goes um well I mean, there was a woman here, but she couldn't have been your wife because she was white. Oh. Like he actually said it okay. out oh loud. <laughs> and I was like, 
whoa like like i was i was so stunned at at first and i and then i said to him well my wife actually is white and 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 then when i said that the gears clicked in his head and he realized what he did and and i guess somewhat to his credit he was he was absolutely appalled at himself and embarrassed and offered profuse apologies but again very unconsciously like he he you know i'm black right. so i must be married to a black person or, right. or whatever like you know i couldn't have been married to a white person and and you know there's a lot of layers of that to unpack yeah <laughs> which which i won't go into now because it's not the point of this podcast uh, i'm just giving you another like you know fun unity conference story um but but yeah it was it was one of those it was one of those moments of like did, did he just say that out loud? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's a, it, when I, you know, mentioned Reverend Angel, uh, Kira Williams, she's, you know, her, she talks a lot and teaches and she's, you know, embodies liberation and she's very clear about what liberation means. And, and she has a, um, she often refers to as, you know, your liberation is on the line. So that's one of those stories that because, um, you know, my, like the, the poem that I read at the beginning, that my liberation is wrapped up in yours. So mm-hmm. if we really believe that everyone is everybody's wounded, everybody has their own. How do we you know, our own, you know, is oppressed. You know, some of it is self, you know, induced, not. um, um, uh, um you know, ha- not living our full potential. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I have a black belt in holding myself back. You know, I have a, a, you know, whether it's from past traumas or, and then perpetuating a belief system, but that's how she refers to liberation, you know, is this the fullness of uh, the human potential. Right. Right. And so when we're not, you know, liberation just isn't possible. And so in that moment is, you know, I mean, if you ever, that's how I hear it is, that's one of those examples of your liberation is wrapped up in mine. So exactly. you know, yeah, neither, neither you nor he is going to know liberation, you know, until there's the, you know, the, the oppression is, is lifted. And and again, that begins with acknowledging that there is still oppression. Yes. And and yes. you know, you 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 and I just had a a, a recent example of uh, you know someone again uh, a unity minister sharing um, in in our discussion group an article that basically um, wonders wonders out loud again with the asking questions one wondering out loud if we're not if if by by talking about this, about highlighting these disparities, if we're not the ones um, creating and causing the problems. And um, there's a, and we can, we can, we'll put the link, we'll put the link on the Facebook page um, with the stream, with the video stream. I think we should do that so people can read for themselves. But, but, um, but one of the, 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 the lines from the article, I was reading the article and when I hit, when I hit this line, this was the one that that made me go, oh, oh, okay, I, I see the problem here. And by the way, we should point out that the author of the article is is black, because we know there'll be some right some white readers who go like, oh wait, but a black person wrote this sort of deal. And again, again, part of the trait of internalized oppression is that you often find some black people who uh, court power through white adjacency, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, if you're if you're wondering that what that might look like, um, uh, Herschel Walker, who's who's running in in Georgia, um, 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 what's um, who who are some other names? Uh, Candace, Candace, what is her name? Owens. Owens. There you go. Um, yeah. Another another example of of yeah. someone um, uh, um, trying to trying to be in a position of power through white adjacentness and 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 i understand it as a as a black person that was that was part of what i used to do as well um um because again part of that 
programming is that whiteness is the standard and is and is the goal. Um, but the but the the article is about about wearing the white mask. You know that we're 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 imposing whiteness and imposing racism on on white bodies. Yeah, that we're bringing it back up as though we're, it wasn't right. Exactly. So the so the paragraph that that really jumped out at me, and I believe was the central premise of of this whole argument, um, was that um, uh, uh, the author writes um, they were courageous blacks and whites who rejected these racial masks. They risked everything as they marched in the civil rights movement to destroy white supremacy. But today, wonder. Have we somehow betrayed the decades-long sacrifices of these marches by creating a new racial order out of the corpse of white supremacy? And when I read this, I was like, what do you mean the corpse of white supremacy? You were implying, again, that white supremacy was destroyed. It came to an end because of the civil rights movement of the 60s and because we changed some laws and the Voting Rights Act and all that sort of stuff, that suddenly white supremacy was done and now we are reviving it. And I was like, oh, there's the problem with this whole thread and this whole argument. You're, you're, you're walking around believing and the narrative and spreading the narrative that white supremacy at some point came to an end here. Right. And uh, I got a, I got a, I got a few million black people that would argue otherwise, right? right. Um, we, yeah, and and I'll, you know, we've talked about this. Just for example, pass the civil rights uh, voting, the Voting Rights Act did not stop voter suppression in right. any way, shape, or form. Did not make it harder for a person uh, of color, body of culture, to to run for political office. Um, and no, we didn't suddenly become post-racial when Barack Obama was elected. The proof of that, he was elected and the notable rise of, of hate groups um, after his election. Um, so, so it's, it, yeah, there's still well, there's folks just... walking around believing that at some point white supremacy came to an end. And, and, right. and now we're fanning the flames again with 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 all our all our all our all our uh, uh, seditious we're, we're talks of liberation. Right. The exactly. article says the we're resurrecting that unpardonable sin. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm like, well, to resurrect it would have to have been dead. So yeah. And when was it pardoned? <laughs> right. Well, one of the things about the article, and again, we'll we'll put the the link in the um, Facebook chat, is that it, this is. Um, you know, where each there's multiple places where the the author does these monolithic generalizations, which you know I've done it. Um, and what the story's based on is that um, this woman in Smith College, you know, up north or in Connecticut, no, in Massachusetts, wherever, you know, a white woman and um, her her you know court case and struggle anyway her talking about making this point that there's all this, you know, um, talking about all these differences in race and Smith College used to be this and it used to be that. And, um, you know, any white person that questioned that racism was really going on was ostracized as a race traitor. And and where I where, um, you know, a few of the places that that I find interesting, the way the author writes is that um, it's based on when Martin Luther King Jr., he spent a couple of summers as a teenager when he was 14, I think, and 16 in Connecticut. And he wrote home. And when he wrote home, he told his, you know, and there's several, uh, you know, several letters you can read to his mother, one of them to his father. But he talked about, you know, oh, I can dine in restaurants along with whites. You know, I can I can go to church and I, you know, there's white people there. Um, but, you know, and I'm one of a few black people, um, you know, and he writes about the difference between being in the South and very overt racism mm-hmm. and, and segregation and then being up north. But what's interesting is um, that uh, what that. Um, 
the writer says that, um, you know, down south, he had to hide his rich humanity behind the racial mask of inferiority to conform to the violent racial order of white supremacy that haunted his upbringing. I'm like, I just found it interesting, like haunted his upbringing. I don't know if haunted is the right word. The his upbringing, (laughs) like your lived experience. but here in, uh, but up north, so the writer then goes on to say, but here in this valley, when that team realized that the local whites did not wear the racial mask of superiority and that he was no longer bound to his own racial mask, he felt the exhilarating freedom of allowing his true self to emerge wholly. And mm-hmm. I thought, okay, you're, you're totally making that up. What he says in his letters is, hey, look, I, he's noticing differences. Right. But he also then goes on to, you know, in subsequent years, he's got, you know, labor protests in Chicago. He spends an enormous amount of time in Chicago, the North, mm-hmm. you know, um, doing, you know, racial justice work and yeah. protesting. And uh, yeah, bad, um, bad, bad is better than worse, but it's not. He good. never <laughs> said he, he, MLK never said I'm my whole true self is emerging. He just there was there was yeah there's a there's yeah. a lot of creative liberties taken there with uh well and that as though and written as though you know um up north white people you know don't wear the racial mask of superiority yeah because there wasn't slavery as a as a to paraphrase uh, w Kamau bell um yeah love boston they got that nice racism up there um yeah there's yeah speak 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 to the black folk who have lived and lived in those areas um it's 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 to your point it's different and it did not mean that white supremacy practices thinking ways of being did not exist right and or came to an end after the civil rights era so it's but but again, here's an article, you know, again, being posted by a white bodied minister who, again, I would assume, and also based on some of the follow up exchanges that we had afterwards, believes this. Yeah. So so again, what do you do with what do you do with that? Right. What do you do with with someone who, to the point of our conversation, isn't in that place of humility enough to go like, yes, there's a problem and I'm perpetuating it. Right. Which so. bring, yeah. And so bringing back to the, the conversation of love and liberation, yes. you know, my liberation is bound up in his. Yes. And vice versa. We're and, in trouble. <laughs> well, it, uh, yes. And I go, okay, well, so what does that look like? You right. know, and, and I'll come back to Reverend Angel and others you know, other teachers of mine around liberation is that it's um, it's so what liberation looks like as a like practical right not just theory and ideas and education but practical application on the ground is is it's relational has to be relational have to exactly. be in relationship and that's exactly the more different the harder it is so i yeah. you know be relational with someone that doesn't think there's such a thing as racism i'm challenged we are we are that that is that is challenging that is challenging and 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 to ignore and not interact is is not helping right so 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 part of the challenge is how do we engage without again losing our ever loving minds at what we're talking about um and 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 this is a great moment as we wrap up to plug a good place to challenge and be engaged is in our affinity groups so um please join us um um twice a month on wednesdays first and third wednesdays of the month 7 30 p.m eastern the information is on our website projectsanctus.com these are safe spaces where we engage in conversations and dialogues so this might actually be an interest in uh um our be. article in question to uh, to bring to the to bring to the group to 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 to, to have to have some thoughts around that and 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 see but um, but but that's where relationships are established and created that's yeah. that's that's relational practice um, right there and I was I was describing um, I met someone yesterday and I was describing to them um, what we do and the affinity groups and I said. Um, it's, it's actually, cause they asked me like, is it really frustrating 
And I said, actually, it's sort of been rewarding because we started with white bodies in our groups, barely, <coughs> uh, you know, uncomfortable even to say the words white supremacy, literally choking on the words to say them out loud and, 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 and saying things that we would have to go like, hey, you know, that thing you just said, here's how this, you know, is perpetuating uh, you know, the systems of oppression and, and, he, and, and we've seen, we've seen some of them like, like shift uh, to catching themselves now. Right. And, and, you know, oh, yeah. oh, oh, I just said that thing. And that thing is, and this thing I'm about to say, I think is blah, blah, blah. Now some of them are getting to the point where they're like uh, engaging their own friends and, and, and recognizing it in their friends and, and addressing their friends. So, so we're, we're seeing that we're seeing that shift happens and it takes a while. It's been over a year now. So we, we see the shift happening slowly, but surely in people. And, and for me, that, that instills the hope that's, that's, and again, to your point, that's not something somebody learned by sitting down in a workshop. That's by right. intentional relational practice and discussion and, and willing to be in the, in the discomfort and, and it's not the white bodies just being uncomfortable. The black bodies are being uncomfortable. They're listening to it too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, especially when somebody says something uh, and, 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 you know, we do the head cock thing. Like, did you, did you just realize what you just said? I know. <laughs> oh no, you don't. All right, here, let's, 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 let's bring you up to speed. But anyways, I'm always looking for those faces and cocked heads. Exactly. 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 A lot, a lot of them are very internal, but you still, you still see it. You, you can still yeah. see it. You can still see it. Um, the, the pupils dilate a little bit. Just, just. <laughs> I'm always stepping in. Um, but, um, but, but that's that's where the work. That's where the work happens. So if you're willing to to get in the messiness of love and relation and connection, come come to the affinity groups. Um, and I think I think that's um, what we got going on. Um, and you know, we've got a bunch of other stuff there. We have this Thursday, the fiction book club. Oh, that's right. Reminder Thursday. Um, we're, we're having our first, um, fiction book club meeting. Um, the other black girl, um, I'm guessing if you haven't read the book yet, it might be a stretch to read it in two days, but you could still also just show up for the discussion, um, yeah. as, as well. Um, and check out the, the list of books we'll be reading, um, through October, um, and like in traditional book club forum, we will meet once a month to discuss. So um, click on the 846 book tab fiction group um, on our webpage as well. And um, if you're going to buy books, please do it through from a black owned bookstore and specifically uh, Bliss Books and Wine. They are our partner our exclusive black owned bookstore partner. You can use the code 846 book and get um, a discount, 10% discount. Uh, off your purchase so i think that's it for today um happy post juneteenth to you i guess i guess wait today's oh no yesterday was the 20th again covid this is COVID solstice today. today oh that's right the summer solstice all right well happy mm -hmm. summer happy post juneteenth because oh, yeah. it's 100 degrees last week wasn't summer <laughs> i know these arbitrary dates right uh um, but uh, but happy summer to you. I really hope you feel better quickly again. Thank you. I'm not. I, I don't say this apology in terms of responsibility, but I am sorry that you got COVID again at the conference using my registration. <laughs> that that yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> happy love and liberation. All right. We'll see y'all next oh, week. Speaking oh, of wait, that, oh, wait, so not yet. the one last thing, right? What we did to our our own little language on our oh, side oh that's right oh I completely forgot about that all right yeah, yeah let's 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 talk about that so so recently we've been having because of these dis discussions we have around liberation you know we we used to have our our catchphrase or or thing um we're creating a world of love justice and and equity for all and and we equanimity equanimity and we've updated that um to 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 say we're creating a world of love justice and liberation uh, for all, because again, it speaks more to the liberation being being not a not a state of being, but a, but a conscious action of 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 love in action, and justice being love in action. So all building on all of it. So yeah, we're about the we're about the liberation work now, and and again, liberation for all. Right? We're yeah. not we're not ranking or, or or trying to shift the hierarchy here. We're we're again realizing that systems of oppression, white supremacy systems of oppression leave everyone imprisoned in some way 
and that whether you're a white body or body of culture, we all, we all deserve liberation. So yeah. let's, let's work uh, towards that. All right. Thanks. Thank you for reminding me about that. I think that You're was like one of the main points of the show. Please <laughs> blew over it. We should, I should maybe have show notes up as I'm following along. That's <laughs> okay. no, no to self, no to self. This is what yeah, happens when, um, when two COVID people are trying to run a podcast at the same time. It's just like that COVID <laughs> brain anything. fog is a, is a real thing. You told me about this before, I know. you know, and now I am like really beginning, like I'm really experiencing it now. And, 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 you know, the brain and the memory was, was sort of shady before. Now it's, now it's even worse. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Now I think we're done. Now I think we're okay. officially done. Um, and we will see you guys uh, next week. <laughs> <laughs>